and I'm super chuffed that so many birds have been visiting my feeders and bird bath, Leah. I have a cardinal couple. They like to flit about, and I'm always so happy to see them. In fact, Leah, I am more happy mm-hmm. to see the cardinal couple than I am to see my teens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I am a bird watching middle school reading specialist who lives in Wisconsin. Okay. Well, hi, I'm Leah, and I am ready to be inspired and re energized. Just because I am living in uncertain times here in Beijing, China, does not mean I cannot pursue my dreams. So, Edie, I'm actually thinking of offering an e-course this summer on acceptance and resetting or something of that nature. So what do you think? Would you take it? Yes, I'd be the first to sign up. Whoops. (laughs) Okay, because I'm like I'm thinking about this is going to be my summer of uh, doing, you know, creating some sort of business where I am. Um, motivating people beyond the podcast. So let's see what happens. So you'll be the first to hear on the podcast what happens with that. But meantime, yeah, I am the mother of two teenage daughters, uh, one who is about to fly the coops really soon, and a sweetheart to boot. And uh, (laughs) You're not going to boot the sweetheart, are you? No, I'm not going to boot the sweetheart out. I'm going to boot the graduating kid out. I'll let the other one stay, and the sweetheart can stay also. Oh, good. (laughs) Okay. We're the Two Chit Chat Chicks. Like always, we'll be sharing chit chat tips and tricks. A breathing reset, and review your word of the year. We will gather around the campfire to chat about burning topics. What we're reading, listening, and watching. And of course, we will have our Chit Chat Challenge of the Week. In our Chit Chat Tips and Tricks segment, we share things that make our lives just a little bit happier or better. Leia, start us off with your tip or trick or trip. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tippy trick, tricky tip. Okay, well, Edie, I've got a little breathing technique for us to try. It's supposed to be a bit of a reset when we're feeling stressed. Want to give it a go? Be the guinea pig? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I just don't like it when people tell me to breathe. Are you going to tell me to breathe? I am going to tell you to breathe, and I'm going to tell you to breathe on the podcast so we will hear your heavy breathing. I hope that's okay with you. (laughs) Come on. It's going to help the podcast listeners. Okay. They're going to need this tip in their life. (laughs) Come on. Okay. This is called the instant pacifier, and I got it from (laughs) the September 2017 Oprah magazine. Mm -hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I love to read those old Oprah magazines. So next time you're feeling fussy, try this self-soothing breathing exercise. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Okay. Okay, get yourself in a comfortable position. Okay. Place the tip of your tongue just behind your front teeth. Okay. 
No, that's right. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> okay. Now. <laughs> okay. Step two. Okay. X. Okay. Get that tongue back in there. It's there. Stop talking and laughing. Okay. <laughs> this is not supposed to be funny, okay, but it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Second. <laughs> exhale with a whoosh. Whoosh. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is not working out. Okay, okay. I'm trying. That <laughs> <laughs> is not it. I am going to demonstrate sound wise. Okay. okay, why don't this you? This being a podcast. Okay, so place the tip of your tongue behind your front teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, exhale with a whoosh. Now, close your mouth and inhale through your nose for a count of four. Okay, so you've exhaled with a whoosh. So now your mouth was closed and you inhaled for a count of four. And now you're actually, I hope you're not doing anything, Edie, because you should be holding your breath for a count of seven. Don't know how much longer you can hold your breath. I bet you're at seven by now. Okay. And now, after that, holding your breath, you're going to exhale with a whoosh to a count of six. So a big you're not doing it. I can see you right there. You I, I don't I don't feel it. comfortable breathing. <laughs> I think it's an You're excellent. No, no. I think it's excellent. I love it, but I just don't feel comfortable breathing. Okay. I tell you what. We're going to put this in the show notes. I'm going to read it to you one more time yes, so people can try it, okay? Yes. Because obviously we can't we can't make this happen on the on the pod. So, first, number 1, place the tip of your tongue just behind your teeth. Exhale with a whoosh. Close your mouth and inhale through your nose for a count of four. Then hold your breath for a count of seven. And exhale with a whoosh to a count of six. You're meant to repeat this three times. And then, baby, it's going to be okay. (laughs) That's what Oprah says. (laughs) Do you do 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 this? No. Oh. <laughs> I, no, I haven't done it yet. I'm okay. going to do it today, though. I feel like it's a lot to remember. So, like, you need that in front of you because yeah. all these numbers, right? Like, you know, inhale for a count of four and then hold your breath for seven and exhale for six. It's, it, you know, it's a bit much. But I would Oprah think even if... that it's a great reset. So I'd like to give it a go. Yeah, if you don't do it perfectly, I bet it's still good, too. You know, yeah, you're, you know, resetting your breath. Yes. You're instantly being pacified. <laughs> All right. Who knows we can use some of that these days. Yeah. Okay. So on to your tip, Edie, now that we're all calm and pacified, what do you have? (laughs) Well, Leah, I don't know if you know this, but we are one third of the way through 2022. Seriously? Yeah, right? I hope I did my maths right. 
That's what they say on the <laughs> Great British Baking Show. They call it maths. With, with the yes, yes, I know. It's so hard to say, isn't it? Maths. I know all of our Kiwi and British and, and Australian teachers at our school say that too. We're going to do maths now. Oh, I love it. It's a tongue twister. Um, well, anyway, since we're a third of the way through the year, this is a good time to review your word of the year. Or if you haven't decided on a word, you know, choose a uh-huh. word of the summer. So my oh, good. I like that. My word is consistent, and the other day I did some journaling, mm-hmm. and this isn't too surprising. I used a loophole to stop myself from being consistent, Leia. What do you mean? Um, I was being very consistent in my walking. I was walking when it was cold. I was just doing it, and all of a sudden, I am just like, I just cannot walk one more step in this mm. cold Wisconsin in the snow I just couldn't do it so I gave my permission self permission to stop being consistent so I'm back to walking and drinking my water I stopped drinking water too I don't know what that was Mm. about but I have Mm. been doing a good job of consistently trying new recipes for dinner I get a gold star for that and Leia Uh I have been consistently clearing clutter but not in the basement ah. because now the You're... basement is taken over with my fields of zinnia seeds. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Amongst the clutter. <laughs> Amongst the clutter. I cleared enough clutter to get the seeds going. So mm-hmm. I just think it's a good okay. time to look at your word and like maybe you forgot what it was, but hopefully you wrote it down or something. But Leia, remind us of your word and how it's going. Yeah, okay. Well, my word was grace. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Thankfully, it was not, yeah, right? That's thankfully, good. it was not graceful because I haven't been that. Uh, but I'd say that this is definitely so far been the year of giving myself grace. I actually let my principal at school take my duty. <laughs> It was a really horrible, like, patrolling the stair, the stairs in the middle school duty Mm -hmm. Um, uh, after I had my surgical procedure, and she did it for several weeks. I need to, like, get her a gift. I think I'm going to do that. Uh, um, Actually, maybe even a couple months, which was such an act of grace on her part, but a grace on my part in that I accepted it, right? Mm. I gave myself grace that I was not able to walk stairs up and down for, you know, 30 minutes uh, on on a Wednesday at lunch. And uh, so that was, you know, that's a small example. It was a big, big thing for her, uh, but really, really a gift for me. Um, I've also decided this year is not the year for me to do like a whole bunch of PD professional development or sign up for extra duties and activities and stuff. I I just feel like, uh, you know, there's just enough going on kind of internally for me that, that just feels like too much to do, to do extra, um, you know, initiatives for being a better teacher or now that sounds bad. That's not it. But you know what I mean? Like I just, I, I've got enough on my plate that I, I'm not going to be taking courses and stuff this year. So that's one way that I'm giving myself grace. And I've also, Edie, cut way down on my social engagements. 
So unless I'm really feeling it, I just don't go, even if I cancel at the last minute. Uh, so I, I hope that that is more an act of grace than an act of depression. <laughs> okay, so that said, while grace has been going well for me, I'm kind of thinking that I'm ready to move into the ambition phase of the year. Um, I think I might be moving out of grace and into my ambitious mode because I'm just getting all of these ideas about businesses and, um, you know, motivational stuff. Edie, we need to talk because I've got a lot on my mind. Uh, but uh, yeah, so maybe ambition is mm. going to be my summer word. I like it. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. A good yeah. summer word. Yeah. Okay. Do I hear a campfire? Do I hear a campfire, Dune? time for campfire chat. Leah, I am always interested in what people are reading, listening to, and watching, and I love hearing recommendations, and I feel mm -hmm. like I have some fresh things to recommend. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Let's hear them. So let's start off with reading. Now, um... I just want to read something fun. I was reading yeah. something. Oh, my uncle recommended it to me. I forget what it was called, but it was set in Vietnam and it was such a downer. I mean, not to, uh -huh. you know, it was just like, yeah. so I returned that to the library and I thrifted yeah. the princess diarist, diarist. <laughs> I don't even know how to say yeah. that. Okay. I wish it was diarist, diarist. By Carrie Fisher. <laughs> no, sure. Oh, Carrie, Princess Leia. I like yes. it. Yes. So this is this book is um, all about the time surrounding her filming Star Wars. Leia, she was nineteen oh, cool. when she was filming Star Wars, and George Lucas was thirty-two. What? I know. And she gives all these wow. details Babies. in this book about her mother Debbie Reynolds she also had an affair with Harrison Ford which really was yes. not yes he was 15 years older married mm -hmm. with two kids and she was 19 mm -hmm. problematic yeah, yeah. right very very Ugh. and not problematic from her perspective from his right yeah. well I don't know I guess you'd have you to know, read the a memoir. 19 year old yeah, nineteen-year-old is not necessarily going to be making good decisions. Prefrontal cortex, not oh, fully yeah, formed, yeah, yeah. etc. Right? No, it, you it, know, I I misunderstood what you said. Yeah, um, Harrison Ford was not making great choices and should not have been, yes. you know, looking yeah. at Carrie. Yeah. So she also right. gives a play-by-play -play on those big cinnamon buns, you know, that she wore for her <gasps> hairstyle. Yes. So, and that I wear on Halloween every year to celebrate my Princess Leia name. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, her Princess Leia buns took two hours to create every morning. What? Yeah, Han Solo wow. wasn't, you know, having to get up as early as her. And it was filmed in no. um, England. Did you know that? Did not. Yeah. So anyway, oh, oh, fascinating, right? 
Um, and then yeah. I haven't gotten to this part. I'm I'm like a third of the way through it. But part of the book uh-huh. is actually the journal that she kept when she was 19. Oh. So I am oh, looking titillating. For, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wrote hilarious. When I look back at my, you know, teenage journals, they're hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think this book, however you say that word, the princess, I'm just going to call it the princess diaries, (laughs) diarist, (laughs) whatever. It's a good pick for someone who just wants something fun. Um, Leah, I I like it. I also read one of your past recommendations. Tell me three things. Oh, yeah. I found it. I thrifted that and I loved it. Mm So I recommended mm, I it you. to one of my students, and she loved it. And now her friend is reading it. And the last I heard, there's a waiting list. Um, I think because, <laughs> uh, you know, this book is I a tad why. spicy for seventh graders. Yes. yes. Yeah, I hope I don't get in trouble. <laughs> I don't know. I, t- I said that to oh. her. I'm like, oh, don't get me in trouble. <laughs> Oh, man. Now I'm all for spicy. People should read what they want to read. Come Uh, on. Including seventh graders. I'm okay with that. We're not going to ban or censor any books. Not on this show. No. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, Edie. Yeah? (laughs) I was, uh, speaking of spice, uh, etc., was recently gifted the trilogy of The Outlanders. Have you read or watched this? Oh, Leia, I tried to read it and I could not make the jump, sadly. Because I know people I love it. It's just like, no. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't usually go in for fantasy mixed with present day with a bit of historical fiction woven into it. Nor do I, you know, tend to read about the moors of Scotland um, and men in kilts. But, you know, Edie, the Outlanders may just be exception for me. Uh, I picked it up on a whim, just expecting to have a wee little read before bedtime. (laughs) But two hours later, I was, you know, utterly ensconced in this spicy, fun, time-traveling book. Now, I know this book is, is old, yeah, right. it's it's That's you know good. it was published years yeah. years ago. So you know many of our podcast listeners will have listened or read or watched the Outlander series already. So I'm sure we'll have <laughs> plenty to say about this. But um, yeah, I uh, woo, it's it's spicy and it's kind of fun and I, I am enjoying it. It's not my typical read, but I do. I recommend it. I'd say it's fun. And I also, speaking of autobiographies, I recently, actually just yesterday, bought, okay, let me, let me just go to my app here, uh, Viola Davis, her book, Finding Me. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited to read that. I do love a good autobiography. Um, I'm excited about your recommendation, and this is going to be a good one, too, I'm sure. So we'll put this all in our show notes for the week, which we've also recently been adding our show notes to the Chit Chat Coop as well, so you can see all of our recommendations there as well. Um, Interestingly, Edie, I went to bed last night thinking how much I actually prefer fiction to nonfiction. So, like, even when I want to learn about things, I I love to learn through stories, right? As opposed to how-to books. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you're the same way or no? No, I'm not the same way. 
Oh, okay. But you read so much fiction. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I like both. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, that said, Edie, as much as I do prefer fiction, one of our chit chat coopers, Teresa, and I'm not sure, I'm hoping I'm saying this right, Teresa, Yosuko Stahl, she recently posted on the coop that she had published a book called I'm Full Remindful Eating Tips to Feel Great and Make Peace with Your Plate. And, you know, Edie, I decided to buy the book. I bought it on Kindle because we love to support our own and also because I felt that I could use some of these tips. Mm -hmm. uh, Teresa is a registered dietitian and her expertise and her compassion really came forward in this book. And, I, you know, I read it cover to cover and I came away thinking... <clears throat> Sorry, I need to get some more coffee. I came away thinking that we should actually have her as a guest on the pod. What do you think? Yeah, I bought the book in paper form, Leia, and I've been kind of just opening it up and like reading here and there. And I think mm -hmm. it's um, organized excellent. I think her tips are excellent. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, everything you said, it's just good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really professionally, it's professional, well done, um, and, you know, has that inspiration and that kind of can-do attitude to it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, great. Okay. So, moving on, Edie, what have you been listening to lately? So, Leah, you know that I like Audible, and you know that I like yes. memoirs. So, I... Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of listening to a memoir called Me and Sister Bobby. And it's by Bobby Nelson and Willie Nelson. Okay. Sounds like it's just up your alley. <laughs> well, you know, I did go to see Willie Nelson in Madison. I don't I think it was in August. It was horrific. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How was it? Oh, and I didn't realize, I, I'm, I didn't realize that Sister Bobby was actually there too, because she plays the oh. piano in his family band, and um, she was there. All I could see was like, it looked like a black wig playing the piano, <laughs> but but that was Sister Bobby. I, oh no. I, <laughs> Sister Bobby bobbing in the background. She was. Oh, um, so anyway, that aside, you know, obviously my seats weren't, the seat wasn't good. In fact, we were just standing on the ground uh -huh. um, and there had just been a severe weather thing. So the show was delayed three hours. Yeah. It doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. So anyway, me and Sister Bobby, um, it just talks about like them growing up together, their music. Mm -hmm. It's actually read by Willie and Bobby. Um, oh. When they were very young, Bobby's older. I think she was three and Willie was just a baby. But their parents uh -huh. each met someone different and just left the kids with the grandparents. Oh, yeah, nice. and then um, the grandfather passed away, like, at 56, and then the grandmother had to raise um, Willie and Bobby. 
They call her Mama Nelson. Nice. And um, she hmm. didn't like dancing and music and bars, Leia. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> problem for the Nelsons. <laughs> yeah. But um, just the oh. love that Willie and Bobby speak of, you know, with their grandmother, you know, all she mm-hmm. gave them. It's just lovely. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm, I really love. like that. I'm also found a new podcast, Leia, called Oprah uh-huh. Demix. Oh, I've heard about this. I haven't started yet. Tell me. You need to jump on board. So the hosts are yeah. historians. They're best friends, and they're also Oprah obsessives. Oh, so, okay, I love it. It should be us. Yeah. Well, I don't us have... <laughs> talking about Queen Oprah. <laughs> well, they really take like a critical lens through some of her shows because uh, they okay. some of her shows okay. could be problematic, you know. Um, yes, especially the early ones, right? Yeah. Well, so they're going through the Oprah archives and they're rehashing the mm-hmm. most iconic episodes. Uh, so okay. I have... like her wheeling on wheeling on the. <laughs> What was it? The wheelbarrow? Oh, fat the fat. That she lost. Oh my gosh! They yeah, haven't done that, that yet. Yeah. They've covered okay, her French her friendship with Tyler Perry. They've talked yeah, about okay, Toni yeah. Morrison. They've talked about Oprah mm. opening a school in Africa. They've talked about Oprah going uh-huh. vegan. Um, She's not vegan anymore. I know that. Well, I don't anyway, even. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even think she was vegan <laughs> through the whole challenge. So um, uh, okay, all right. This podcast just started at the end of March, and I have listened to every mm-hmm. episode. It's so interesting. It's so much fun. I remember every Oprah moment they bring up. So if you uh, love Oprah, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> zip on over yeah. and listen to Oprah okay. Demix. Love it. I hope I'll love her as much after I listen, though, because I don't want to stop loving her. That's my only concern. Oh, I still yeah. love Oprah. But, you know, the things that okay. they bring up, okay. I remember thinking about. So, but they're just so okay. eloquent right. and they bring on like other Oprah people. You know, it's okay. just like a deeper right. look at it. You'll see. I am so on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, Edie, my, my things are a little bit different this week about what I've been listening to. Uh, as I still have not started listening to Audible, which is ridiculous because I know I will love it and I need to get to it but you know I've been listening to like focus music on YouTube uh just to get things done which is not very inspiring and a little uh Chopin piano music as well which I enjoy which gets me also in a focus calm state of mind because you know I'm always looking for calm uh, but I have actually been listening to a fair bit of jazz lately and jazz women. So Sarah Vaughn, love her. I'd forgotten about her. We had some old CDs back in the day when CDs were a thing. Uh, and uh, But I've been listening to her on Spotify, and she has just like this haunting voice, like a smoky voice. Uh, she's an American jazz singer. She passed away, I think, in the late 80s early 90s already but just this amazing voice with actually a four octave range so Mm. she could have been an opera singer in fact but she translated that into jazz and it's just it's unbelievable so Sarah Vaughn is really worth listening to and of course um 
as on Spotify as it does. You know, you choose somebody to listen to and then they take you to other people. So I've also been listening to one of my other favorite jazz vocalists, Ella Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, people call her the world's greatest singing talent. And I can I can see why. Uh, just I love listening to women sing. And I've I actually really love jazz. In fact, Edie, I am going to a private jazz concert tonight in someone's apartment. You are not. I am. What? How posh is that, right? Posh. Posh. That's posh. So my friend Kyle, he's a professional jazz musician, plays the trumpet. He will be playing the trumpet along and there will also be a bass player. And I do believe that there will be cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. So I think I'm going to need to wear like a sequined caftan or maybe my velvet pants and my pirate blouse or something. I'm not sure. But I'm very excited about the private jazz concert that I will be attending tonight in my own apartment building. Nice. On another floor. Uh huh. Unless we go into lockdown before that, in which case I will that it will be canceled. <laughs> Fingers oh. crossed that we that 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 doesn't happen. As for podcasts, um, you know, I haven't been doing anything new lately. I faithfully listen to the Satellite Sisters, of course, every week. We always endorse their program. Um, uh, are we we've been inspired by them to create our own podcast so yay for the sat sisters always fun um i've been having fun listening to double date with marlo thomas and phil donahue where they talk about other famous couples um and how they make their relationships work uh <laughs> I mostly listen to it because I love Marlo Thomas's voice, Edie, you know, from that girl. Yeah. It's got that sort of husky, husky, fun, animated voice. And then yeah. Phil in the background going, oh, yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's just oh. it's fun. You know, they talk to Sting. And what's, what's Sting's wife's name again? Trudy Styler. Trudy Styler, how could I have lost that? I don't you know, know, like people like that, and it's just fun. You know, I love the celebs, and they talk to celebs, and they talk to them about relationships. So I enjoy it. It's fun, and I've taken away a tip or two. Oh, in, nice! In the meantime, so nice. Yeah, it's called Double Date. Mm-hmm. Okay, so watching. What have you been watching lately, Edie? I think I may be able to guess, but do tell. <laughs> so I am watching with my daughter, The Great Pottery Throwdown on HBO what? Max. Are you I, even kidding me? No, I'm not. So I got a little worn out on The Great British Baking Show. So I moved on to The Great Pottery Throwdown, and it's the exact same thing, but it's with pottery. Pottery. Dawn would love it. Yeah. I think we better find it. Yeah. So they aren't weighing out, like, crisp dough. They are weighing out clay. And, Leah, I have learned so much about pottery there's a lot okay. that can go wrong in the kiln. You know, you can't just <laughs> yes. chuck things yes. in the kiln like our elementary oh, no. art school teachers did. I've learned no. what... And I did in university. Yeah, oh. no. Mm-mm. I've oh. learned what slip is. Oh, I know about slip. And how difficult oh. it is to work with porcelain because the... um. 
contestants ah. had to make a porcelain tea set and then like the judges fill the teapot with tea and they pour i feel like all the teapots had a dribble problem but you know Mm, oh, teapots are so hard. Yeah. Very, very challenging. Yes. But one of so, the judges, Leia, his name is Keith. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. not even kidding. He cries in every single episode. <laughs> like over the beauty of a piece of pottery oh, or about like the okay. advances someone made or the gracefulness <laughs> of a glaze. Or like well. the other day he was crying because there was a stripe of cobalt blue and he thought it was just so lovely. <laughs> so Lulu and I oh, have fun trying to motive. figure out what is going to make Keith cry on this episode because he's cried on every episode. Okay. It's well, darling. Edie, I, I love it. I can tell you what would have made Keith cry in the episode of Leia in the University UBC Pottery Room, the first club I ever joined in university. <laughs> I was I was like addicted to this pottery room, right? I would just go every chance I had. I had. It was in the Student Union Building. And as today, um, back then, I was wearing those peasant, you know, those peasant skirts, big flowing skirts and, you know, being a hippie. And um, I remember, like, I was so, I would spend hours and hours and create this crud. And then people, <laughs> people would put notes on the things that were ready to go into the kiln, like, you're firing this. <laughs> you know, and just like really nasty comments. What? But one day, but that's not even my story. Like, I, oh. I had, like, seriously no, no talent. I, it was not really for me. My, my sweetheart, Don, is actually a potter. He's very, very good. But one day I was, you know, I was at the wheel and I was spinning and, you know, just getting into it, spinning, spinning, spinning. And my skirt got caught in the wheel. Oh, no. <laughs> and it, it sent me not only flying, it ripped the skirt off of my body. <laughs> my <chest>. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, it was, it was a moment. It was a big moment. I can't remember if anybody was in the room or not. I can't remember how I got home because the skirt was shredded. Oh my gosh. You could have just made a skirt of clay to wear home. <laughs> Some clay pants. Let's quickly get these fired so I can go home. You can just put them in the drying room. <laughs> oh my gosh actually i think i remember now i think i wore an apron i took an apron and i just like and i wore an apron home oh jeez! <laughs> i just picturing you wearing clay pants <laughs> anyway keith would have cried over that oh right oh my gosh um, not for the sheer beauty of it but mm -hmm. keith would have done something i don't know oh, i don't know my gosh yeah so yeah I, I but i i would be very open to watching that and um if i watched it with don he would have a lot to say so it might be a fun little you know show for us to watch together all right so for me i have been watching with my family we have a new show because we always have to like to have a show going together and we project it on our wall we have a little projector that we bought um abbott elementary have you seen it no, I've just heard people love it. I don't really want to watch shows about school. 
Is it yeah, funny? but you do want to watch this. It's really funny. It's dry. It's funny. It's ironic, and um, it's ridiculous. Um, and yet, so true to life, like true oh. to public school elementary life in the states. So you know, you'll feel vindicated, I would say, by you know your job and how hard it is. But at the same time, you'll pee your pants laughing because uh, it's just like, oh my gosh, this can happen. And the characters are so great, like the principal. She is outrageous. She's really not a principal. And I know, you know, we're not going to talk about your job, but this woman is not a principal. She just spends time in her office like, buying things on Amazon and, oh, you know, getting I, foot treatments. <laughs> I had a principal just, like that in Milwaukee who put uh, paper over uh, all the windows and would order uh, pizza. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't oh, know. Okay. Well, this lady's outrageous. And then the <laughs> kindergarten teacher, I think her name is Gloria. She is so much fun. She is just a no nonsense. This is the way we're going to do it. And I, I just, it just, the characters are very oh. well thought out. They're well rounded. They're, they're funny, but it's also, you know, it's just, it's heartwarming. It's funny. And it's, you know, it's like 25 minutes or however long sitcoms yeah. are these days. But, I think it's fabulous. And I read a review the other day that said, um, this is the first show in several years that is actually a hit that's on yeah. um, network television. Yeah. That's on network television because all the shows lately have been streaming shows that yeah. are that have made it big, right? They're on Netflix mm-hmm. or Hulu or whatever, Showtime. So this is this is on I don't even remember what network it's on because that's not how I watch TV here in China. I have a little black box. But uh yeah, love that. Abbott Elementary can't recommend it highly enough. I feel like it's and- Hulu. Mm, I don't think it is because no. we have Hulu and I've been getting it another way, but maybe oh. it is. Could be. All right. So that's the family friendly show that I recommend or, you know, or watch it yourself too. I started watching it by myself and then I got my family in on it. Uh, of course, for those of you who are not on the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel bandwagon, get on it now. It's in its fourth season, and I believe there's one more season after this. And uh, somebody said the other day, I didn't watch it because I don't like the name. You know, it didn't grab me. But it, it is such a fantastically produced and funny show. And one of the things I've been thinking about lately, because every season gets better and better, but it's been good from season one, is that it almost feels like a Broadway musical in the in that it's it's choreographed so well and like the sets are like you know how Mad Men was just like so meticulously um of that era right Mm -hmm. Mrs. Maisel is the same way like every detail is perfect in terms of what the characters wear for that era and the you know the the housing you know the room scenes that everything it's fabulous but it's also ridiculously funny brilliant scripting I I love it so much and I'm going to be really sad when it ends I think it's a show I don't usually repeat shows but I think I'll wait a few years and then start again and just watch it all over because I love it fun so the yeah yeah so those are my two shows And, and just a real quick uh pitch for Inventing Anna I binge watched that a few weeks ago or maybe even a few months ago it's on Netflix and just a really compelling show 
that um, that's true, that's based on a true story that takes you through um, this very mysterious woman uh, who's in jail for a variety of reasons, who's been uh, uh, accused of many things, and a journalist who follows her and tries to understand who she is because she's a great mystery and sort of the unraveling of that. And it's produced by Shonda Rhimes. So, mm. you know, it's got to be good. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just super compelling. And I think it's just eight or nine episodes. So it's, you know, it'll get you through a week or two of TV watching and you'll be highly, highly uh, compelled by it. All right. Good, good tub, good tub watching is what I would say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's time for the chit chat challenge of the week. So this week, your challenge is to share what you've been reading, listening to, and watching. And please share it on the Chit Chat Coop on Facebook because we want recommendations, people. I am excited to get some new recommendations, Leah, especially for memoirs that I can listen to on Audible. Though, before mm. we started recording, I did just download John Oates' memoir, Change of <laughs> Season. Yeah, we could we could probably <laughs> devote a whole episode to that. Indeed, we could. Or you could, could be our book that club. That might be your. That's going to be your solo episode, Edie. <laughs> Where eight people will listen. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But they'll be the diehard fans. Okay, so that's it for this episode of the Two Chit Chat Chicks. Check out the show notes for links to our blogs. Plus, if you haven't already, make sure to join our private Facebook group, The Chit Chat Coop. Yes. Oh, it's so much fun there. I love The Chit Chat Coop on Facebook. So also consider writing us a review on iTunes and share this episode or our podcast around with your friends because we would love to get new listeners to the pod. We're getting more every week, but just keep sharing us because we're fun. <laughs> right? That's right. Most of the time. <laughs> Thanks, as always, to Charlotte and you, Leah, for editing the show. You two are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> for just a little bit longer. I need a new editor, Edie. I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, meantime, bye-bye. Oh, cluck, cluck. <laughs>